Francois is a Canadian player of note, isn't he? and welcome to episode 26 of Stat Check, something about New Zealand. Um, we couldn't think of anything else. Uh, there's definitely something, we're just not sure what it is. It appears to be here with us. Uh, I am Ines, I am joined as always by Nathan and Anthony, as very frequently recurring by Jeremy, and for a special treat for everybody, we are joined by another absolute icon of the 40 community at this point. I think Steve has done a wonderful job in his short time with us. Um, so we've had the Falcon on, and now we are joined by Steve Joel, who does such wonderful content for 40K that we just had to get him on to talk about all manner of things about the game. Oh, well, that's a very generous intro. I think you're only saying it because I've invited you on my podcast, but thanks, Ennis. Right, that only, that's not <laughs> happened yet, so I've got to keep you part of that. That's <laughs> so yeah, we have Steve Joel with us this week. That means we're going to be talking about, I think, the community is the general, the way, the way that we're going to be talking about it. We're going to be talking about our interpretation of how we are tracking, analyzing, and looking at the community. So it will be a CRS and ELO focused episode while we have Steve for about an hour. And then the last hour, we'll do, we'll do some, we'll finish off with some questions with Steve from our Discord and from the chat. And then we'll be closing out with the random questions that we have for us, which will be much less interesting, much less important, and probably focus on Arts of Omen to make me suffer and have to think about new rules. <laughs> <laughs> but before we dive into that, let's do a quick run around the table. How has everybody's last week in 40k been? I guess I'll start, I guess, because I'm on the left. I think that sounds good. Uh, I've just been practicing for LVO mostly. So I've been practicing Leagues of OTAN and prep for LVO because I decided to two weeks before YOLO right into OTAN because I wasn't sure what the rules situation was going to be like for LVO. So Anthony's going to shake his head at me, even though I have more reps with Tyranids and other things. I'm just going to just go straight to Votan and do weird shit. But I played a couple practice games this week, including a practice game into one of the better locals in Chicago where he played Tau, which was an interesting matchup where he lined up four things and I got to beam all of them in a row. It, it was great. Lots of fun. Other than that, um, just Hardcore the standard. Hardcore for those three and three tables, Nathan, yeah, where the I'm, people will let you beam things. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, I am just here to have a good time, not a long time, maybe drop after day one and commentate for day two and three. I don't know, Ennis. <laughs> How about you, Jeremy? How was your week? Uh, my week's been all right. I've been a little low energy lately, but uh, have been frantically hobbying up because uh, my locals have decided that we all want to use the new stuff where while well, LVO is using the old stuff. So I'm rapidly bouncing back and forth between what I'm practicing for. So Saturday, the next two Saturdays, I've got RTTs. And so I am uh, deciding to commit war crimes this weekend with as many plasma inceptors as I can fit on the table. Uh, and then uh, getting ready for LVO after that, which I'll probably be bringing vote 10 to not entirely sure. But yeah, that's where I'm at. Anthony, what are you up to? <laughs> so much vote 10 at LVO knocking off. <laughs> Didn't you just buy vote 10? Yeah, but I'm not going to play them at LVO. I'm not a monster. <laughs> um, you have friends playing Emperor's Children there. Relax. 
Um, so... Vengeance is what I'm looking for, Anthony. Vengeance. Yeah, you're still not going to get it. <laughs> Votain had to do for me. It's the, true. Uh, I had a much better week, if that counts. Uh, <laughs> it does. The fact that I'm here. Um, so, yeah. Things are things are pretty good. They're looking up. Uh, I got some favorable rulings for LVO. Notably, my faction still works. Uh, I was going to play Emperor's Children regardless. So not having to play my army but shit is pretty cool. Uh, so yeah, that part's exciting. I get to play an army that I have a whole bunch of reps on. I get to see if I can have my experience and like ability with the army carry me through suboptimal terrain format. I have a huge practice weekend this weekend where uh, Lucas and uh, Naj or Nicholas Olson Johnson will be flying in to practice with me and TJ Lonigan for the entire weekend um so that's gonna be pretty exciting shout out to all those guys we're it's gonna be big big prep weekend uh, i haven't had a like full test weekend like this in many many moons so it'll be pretty exciting to get a real crack at that but yeah that's my week that's my upcoming week here we go how about you Ennis? yeah i had a reasonably quiet one in the sense that my house is in disarray right now we're getting we just had an extension put in so all that's ever and we're now getting our kitchen redone so there's no space anywhere i have nowhere to play hobby sleep think drink or eat i made my uh, soup on the bookcase today using the microwave in the living room um so nice so american that, dorm style living going on in yeah. like so i feel like i'm back at uni right now uh, which mm-hmm. <laughs> Of thing so not much has been going on outside of the rtt i went to last weekend i took that down with gsc i wanted to get a little more a couple reps in because it wasn't using arts um so i played that and managed to have an annoyingly scuffed scuffed close game into primaris only ultramarines that killed my confidence in wanting to play the faction for lvo uh <laughs> so i've submitted a yolo tyranids list for manchester or not nothing not i'm not planning on going to until Chris dropped me home and then mentioned that he wasn't leaving until 5 p.m. And I was like, that's when I finish work, Chris. <laughs> so I bought a ticket that minute. I bought a ticket in the next 50 minutes after that and decided to go to Nottingham. Um, this is also when you realized that it was a 400-person event. Yeah, that too. That was a that was a nice thing to realize. It was like, <laughs> oh, cool. I can actually like get really good points by coming fifth and not have to play the top four. That's yep. the ideal. Um, yeah, so, yeah, we're aiming for like that four, 450 points is the goal. Uh <laughs> Just, just a nice fifth place just of a super a, major. Just a casual four hundred and fifty points, you know. Just exactly. prop you up a little higher in that just on a, ITC yeah, ranking a system. A boost. Just, just a bit. Just the biggest event I'll play this year that isn't LBO and LGT. Um, yeah, like, wouldn't be that important. It'll um, be the most score you get outside of LBO. <laughs> Sounds rude, vaguely for some reason. He's slagging me off for doing shit to LGT. Like, come on, yeah, he is. It's so hard. I was like waiting a second. How about how about you, Steve? How was your week? Uh, week's been interesting. 40k week's been uh, not very active because we're in the middle of our summer vacation in New Zealand, which is Ooh. like because it's summer here, so Christmas, New Year, my kids are on holiday for eight weeks, uh, wow. which means yeah, I have condolences. I have a 15. Thank you. I have a 15 year old boy and twin girls who are 12, which are they're awesome, but man, that's a lot of kid time and not enough 40k time. That's I've been right. listening to a lot of podcasts, including um, listening to Mr. Vanilla with my friend David Gaylard and Vic BJ on their podcast Fireside, uh, which was awesome, and um, doing some interviews for the LVO. I'm part of the coverage team for the LVO, so awesome. doing a bunch of interviews with former champions and people like Ennis and David Gaylard and Vic who are who are heading in from you know abroad to take part 
I've been painting my knights. I, I've been, I'm playing a lot of knights lately, so I've been doing some painting on that and trying to get my head around just new rules and shit, you know? It's just new rules and points and seeing if I can get six plasma inceptors into my Space Wolf list because that's like 100 and something points cheaper than it would have been two weeks ago. So, yeah, I don't know. Just there's a lot of um, – a little bit the same as you guys, I think, that, uh, you know, I'm playing a game this week, and it's are we going to use the old rules because the new ones haven't really come out yet? Are we going to use the new rules because we just want to just get into that as soon as we can? And I feel sympathy for the people playing LVO because they've got to – get their head around both at the same time kind of thing we've got content creators putting out battle reports and stuff with the new rules but playing at lvo so they've still got to maintain all the old stuff it's it's got it that's got to be hard and it's got to be yeah weird. if you play a content creator at lvo just gaslight them just tell them the rules aren't what they think they are <laughs> no, those are the old rules dude this is this is the new rules hey, come on bro focus that's <laughs> yeah, an arcs yeah. of omen thing guy i don't know what you're doing over there <laughs> I'm fully expecting at least one person to tell me I have to make points for my spores at LVO and not him. <laughs> or <laughs> have to start one. your harpies in reserve. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's going to happen. Don't worry about it. <laughs> All right. Perfect. So we do have stats, I guess we can theoretically talk about real quick. Oh, um, there was like a couple events or something this week. Not really a ton. Seven or eight events. Yeah. We're starting to pick so, back up after the holiday break where there was for two weeks, there was one whole event. <laughs> so, but it's not really the most interesting part of the show today, so I'm just going to blast through it, essentially, because, uh, I don't know. The first part of it is going to make Innis happy, GSC are the top for performance. The 65.6% yeah, win rate for the BSC, 2.2% uh, meta rep, uh, 1.45. They didn't win anything, but they did get a top four, and then they got three top tens. Uh, Tau are right behind them for win rate at 59.1. They did win an event. They topped four, two events, and they top nine, top ten, nine events. Sorry, they top nine, nine events. Nine I events. Them. I hate them so much. You're not going to like I'm the rest going of the anywhere either. <laughs> yeah, it's not changing. It's going to be very much the same. Uh, Chaos. The, the War Crime factions being good is always fun. Worst. Chaos Soup is next with a uh, 58.6% win rate. Uh, they won an event, three top fours and five top tens. So that's usually things where you have demons stacked onto Thousand Suns and stuff like that, which makes sense. Uh, there's a mix of Arcs of Omen and non-Arcs of Omen stuff kind of being played at this point, mostly non-Arcs of Omen stuff. So we'll probably see that as people integrate Arcs of Omen is we'll see a switch happen as more Chaos Soup stuff goes away and people play pure factions. Leagues of Votan is next, who have had their meta representation percentage kind of scoot up every week as people probably catch up with Hobby Lag or realize that Zerks and other things are still really good. I don't know. Maybe. Terrible. Just the worst. Why would you Awful take Hearth? Play Hearthguard. Yeah, definitely should take Hearthguard instead because Berserks are terrible. They had a 56% win rate. They got one top four and six top tens. They had a 0.42 overrep, so they aren't doing too hot in a conversion standpoint given their population. Uh, the champions of the week, really, for winning events and probably going to continue winning events even after Arcs of Omen comes out is Necrons. Necrons won two events, which was the most of the weekend, three top fours, three top tens. So they had a 3.38 over rep and a 54.9% win rate. Yeah, that's Harlequin numbers. Hopefully, hopefully that doesn't continue into Arcs with uh, the secondary changes that they've seen. But yep. I wouldn't be surprised if it did. There's, and also yeah, losing the pregame move. It's still good. 
Nihilac's still pretty good. When you look at its rules, everybody still gets obsec, and then you just get a couple other bullet points instead of a pregame. So it's not Can bad. I, it's just different. In fairness, though, I would like to aggressively interact with a just score secondaries necro list with my iron hands. Uh, I would like to sure. see what happens. <laughs> yeah, come here. Um, oh, that would end badly. Next is, is coming too, bro. You stand on all <laughs> those objectives? You sure? <laughs> Next is our perfectly, move, bro. perfectly balanced Astra Militarum NPC faction, uh, who had a 54% win rate, two top fours, seven top tens, and they just under one over rep. So they're just where they're supposed to be with a mix I, of rule sets and whether everyone, or not they're playing ninth edition rules. I need everyone watching to understand that I have admin <laughs> tech stuff off for this and I was this close to just removing <laughs> from the thing. <laughs> Look, it's not my fault that I'm right. It's okay. You can just accept it. Just accept mm -hmm. it, Anthony. All right. Mm -hmm. We're just going to... Harlequins have dropped down quite a bit. Orcs are a faction that actually is doing pretty well. They'll probably be doing pretty well post-Arcs of Omen based on some of the chatter I've seen. Tyranids have dropped quite far. They're actually at a 50% win rate right now as of last week. Sedato, it's like a somatically but... responding to the nerfs. They keep yeah, the hearts advanced into Nephilim rules. <laughs> so we've got one top four for them and three top tens and a 0.63 overrep, which I think is actually their lowest overrep in probably a year. A full year. Um, Whatever full pressure year. came out to now. <laughs> yeah. Um, outside of that, sisters are doing all right from an overrep at the very, very bottom of the pile. Um, we have Adeptus Mechanicus who didn't have anybody play them, so they got a 0% vibe dent of not participating. That's exactly how many players should play that army. Um, <laughs> that's going to change, though, right? I feel like they're they're going to do all right. Yeah, they'll, they'll they'll be they got good. some decent love in the in the data slate for sure. Yeah, yeah, their cool unit got love too, which is Cataphrons. It's by far the coolest thing in that army besides Rust Stalkers. Yeah, I feel like everybody's whipped their two hundred Vanguard out of the toaster oven, and they're like, "Ah, oh, yes, I am ready to commit evils <laughs> once again." Yeah. yeah, ah, yes, and they crack um, their knuckles and then prepare. Our bottom performing factions, including one faction that we'll probably have a lot to talk about a little bit later in the show. Uh, the bottom performing faction is Drukari, who only had two players, but they had a 30% win rate across those two players. So Drukari have gone a little bit down into the bin, which is also funny. Um, and then Space Marines, who will be the focus of our discussion probably quite a bit, are perfectly balanced at a 1.04 overrep, but a 40% win rate, one event win, four top fours, and seven top. And I'll stay about the same. Yep, yeah, and they are still they're still the most represented faction at twelve percent. They had thirty nine players over the weekend, so like we said, a pretty quiet weekend. But you're probably going to start seeing some of these things continue, and then you'll see some changes as Arcs of Omen happens. Is this, this is it going to be like? Was it the end of eight where Iron Hands just went crazy, and then now we're at the end of ninth, and Iron Hands are going to go crazy again? I, I did the research. This also happened in sixth and seventh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I saw that meme. It's the, it's the signal of the end of a. Of a Absolutely uh, is. Man, they, all I'm saying, just put a clown Rob concept one again. It's happened before. It's going to happen yeah. again. So was it I the mean, Sons I've, of Medusa before? Yeah, the so it was yeah the Sons of Medusa detachment in seventh edition, the Clan Rock on something in sixth edition. Just when you want to end an edition, just slam Iron Hands into the sun. It'll be fine. So they're the yeah. they're the fourth horseman. Yeah, I think they might be all four horsemen at this point. Yeah, <laughs> they're all, yeah, there's, it's, it's possible. Um, it is funny because all the time that I've played 40k for both edition changes now because i'm assuming 10th is coming after all this is that marines have just kind of burned everything down at the end of the edition 
prior to the next edition. So it's kind of just expected by me. You've got to hit, you got to get your third quarter sales targets up just enough that it doesn't look like a complete <laughs> explosion when you drop the new edition. <laughs> well, I mean, GW did drop their like sales report just like earlier this week and had apparently another bumper year or something like that. So I think they're doing okay. Surprise me. It's fairly impressive in the current UK climate to have a good year, so they might be the only ones. Yeah, just them. <laughs> there was, no one else. There was, there was a point, I think, during the pandemic where they were the only positive thing in like the UK stock market or something like that, showing like a bunch of progress while yeah, everything else the, was the falling about. In the world, or the most probable percentage company in the world for like a couple of months, it was wild. Oh, yeah. It's wild. It and that's all I got. As a, you know, as one does. Yeah. yeah what a, what a shock a that when everybody's... Weekend everybody's confined to uh, being indoors that something you do indoors would go nuts right nerd hobbies exactly we kept buying units and we couldn't test if they were bad so we just kept buying more <laughs> yeah that's right couldn't couldn't play couldn't play I got a death toys. card army i had no idea if it was good or not i just wanted the models <laughs> on paper this this thing does really really well let's buy yeah. more of it yeah, yeah. And then I guess we'll transition over to ranking systems. We do have updates to CRS and ELO from this week. And then I think Jeremy wanted to do like a primer about how this is supposed to work. Yeah. So you want to do that? Before? Let's do it before we go into it. So uh, for to, to kind of give a bit of context of what got Steve and I talking and on here, Steve reached out to me uh, saying that he was he wanted to know a little bit more about these systems that we use. Um, the CRS and the ELO. We talk about them every now and then on the show. We occasionally do updates on where the rankings are at, what big movements have been happening. Um, but to give a, a background on this, what they originated from was about two and a half years ago at the height of COVID, I was helping run a, a TTS league. And we were looking at new ways of ranking players because a lot of the times when you do player rankings, you look at them from like ITC points or... Uh, event standings and that's not all we found that that wasn't always the best way of doing it and since we were doing just kind of this standalone league what we decided to experiment with was player elo which was a, a method a method taken from the chess world of ranking players in head-to-head -head performance so the idea behind it is that everyone starts at the same level and then you either gain or lose points based on how you perform uh, and that performance is then intended to predict outcomes of games so the idea behind it is that if you had two players of the same ranking each player had an equal chance of winning that game and each player had the same stakes in that game so they if one lost and one won they would both move up and down by the same amount but if a player of a higher ranking played a player of a lower ranking the higher ranked player would have a higher chance less... to win so higher chance higher stake in the game yeah, they would, they would gain less, but they would lose more if they lost that game because it was proportional to the difference between the ranking of the two players. Uh, and so from there, we, I developed, I, I took the, the original chess ELO system and started applying it to games. Uh, so fast forward to, I think it was June of 2022, when we started up StatCheck and we were starting to get everything in, in order, I had been collecting player data for five months at that point. And we decided to say, well, what happens if we create our own player ranking for the entire ITC? And as well as events that are happening on Tourney Keeper, on Down Under Pairings, and start comparing players against each other across metas, across countries. And so it did that, started, started calculating it. And one of the things that we noticed when, and if you go to the page, you can actually still see this, uh, is that at that time, 
all of the top-ranked players were main factioning Tyranids. Or Harlequins. Come on. Or Harlequins. Yeah, there were there were there were two Harlequin and like eight Tyranid players in the top ten. It was something that was rather interesting. Uh, <laughs> so the next question that came up from there. <laughs> The next question that came up from there was, how do we account for factions? And so what I decided to do was take the same approach, but instead of just ranking players, create a team out of that player and their faction at an event. And then that pairing, that basically like a, a, a team of two people, one being the faction, one being the player, would then determine how strong they are like how, how well they're ranked into each other. So if say someone's maining Tyranids into someone who's playing guard, they could be the same skill level players, but there's such a disparity in the play in the faction rankings that the Tyranid player is heavily favored. And so what I, I, I fudged around with the, with the balance a, a little while until I found something that seemed about right, but it's one of these things where, so now the way that it works is it takes into account the current faction strength, of each one of those, each of the factions and the current player strength puts them together, creates that team. And then every game that happens in BCP, Journey Keeper, Downer to Pairings, Mini Headquarters, it will then take a look at that head to head, calculate an expected outcome, and then update their rankings. Right. I just wanted to know what the letters stood for. <laughs> <laughs> it's, the, it's the Curie ranking system, and everybody gets Curie points. So we've right. decided. Okay. So the, ELO really... in my for a man of my age, ELO stands for Electric Light Orchestra. Yeah, so... well, that's good because ELO is not an acronym; it's a surname. So is yeah, it really? It's actually, ELO it's actually a guy's name. Guy's surname. <laughs> okay, perfect. Well, that that's makes why it's ELO, not clear. ELO. Yeah. yeah. So I, I had spent chosen... probably four hours trying to figure out what ELO could possibly stand for, <laughs> and now I'm like, okay, cool. That was time wasted. There you go. But yeah, the CRS, I, I just chose it as a competitive ranking system. I didn't think about it, but then several friends of mine kept saying, no, no, it's the Curie ranking system uh, because uh, Curie is my online moniker. It's right. what a lot of people know me by primarily yeah. because that's where I would interact with them before we started off, kicked off stat check. And I started saying, no, let's use my real name. And we okay. can't help it. We yeah. still call them Curie. Yes. Um. <laughs> I just accept that that's the fact now. Yeah, I just want to change it from CRS score to Curies. I don't know to Curies. <laughs> yeah, how many Curie points you have? Yeah, exactly. That's, it's all that's about trying to get. That's why Anthony plays uh, Emperor's Children, so he can get more more, more Curies. That's a <laughs> not any other reason. <laughs> exactly. But then around different parts of the world, it'll be pronounced Curries, and there'll be confusion. <laughs> yeah, and it's like you know, <laughs> is it Hearthguard or Hearthguard? Uh, every <laughs> just like different true. 40k uh, faction has things that people pronounce differently in different parts of the world or differently in different rooms that they're in. It's just you know everything all the time. Yeah, for exactly. sure. And whatever you heard most recently on StatCheck is actually the official pronunciation. Oh, uh, okay, that, good. Yeah, that's, so that's right. right now it's curries. So whenever you feel like changing, score. Uh, <laughs> somebody say it again. That's just how it is now. Uh, we are actually the sole arbiter of pronunciation in 40k. It's uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's in our figurehead. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Thanks for that one, Gitly. Steve was just curious. Uh, 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 I'm gonna write that down and use it on my radio show. That's very good. <laughs> So uh, I'm going to go through our CRS ranking board real quick because we did update it for this week. I'll just do 
like the top five, and then I'll show you where Anthony and Inez are because I think that's don't do that. It hurts. <laughs> <laughs> that was fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> Number one right now is Tom Ogden at 2017 uh, Curries. Vic Vijay is in second at 1977 Curries. Manny Chima is at 1973. Mike Porter is at 1955. And then Nassim is at 1942. And I think most of these people, except for Manny, are going to be at Elvio, if that's accurate. Yep. Yeah, I think everybody on that list is. Except for Manny. Right, and then, yeah, I knew Manny wasn't coming. That was the only person from that list that I didn't, that I knew for. Porter should wasn't. be first by all metrics um, in every system. We're, we're, the problem is Porter's pop stomping people in the UK where it doesn't count. Like. Hmm. It's true. I guess. Porter's <laughs> win place. percentage is ridiculous, right? Like he's it's, it oh, doesn't yeah. even make sense. It right. doesn't. Yeah. It's like and 90 so he something should be percent. At the top of every... it's yeah. Oh, it's his win percentage relative to the field of people he's played against is untouched and it's not close. Yeah, because <laughs> he's not like rocking down to his local club and playing. He's just surprising somebody with their first. Oh. Space Marine Army, painted in like very thick purple yeah. paint or he, something he like an that, RPG and then just and just, <laughs> just took his took his current list and stomped three people. Like, just stopped, clubbed some twelve year old with his I, painted. I'm Marine here for Army that from a starter box. Yeah, Dang. I love that. <laughs> it's, oh, a yeah, a, it's, a, it's a sign of somebody who actually enjoys the game. They're still going to RPGs. He so, loves the shit up. out of that light list. <laughs> And then I'm going to pull out Innes and Anthony because I said oh, I would. In oh, Innes no. is in 10th and Anthony is oh. in 17th. You act like it's bad. It is bad. That you were like both in the top 20 of the scoring system we use. <laughs> That's the one with snowflake points. Do the other one. All right. All right so now we're going to pop over to Elo, which has Colin McDade in first place, Mike Porter in second place, uh, David Gaylord in third, John Lennon in fourth, and Tom Ogden in fifth. And then Anthony is in 10th. And then Innes is in 18th with a score of 18 18, which I just think Why is did amazing. I put Jormagar at a tournament? <laughs> <laughs> and then because we talked about it, um, the faction ranking system is there something I'll go through real quick because these are the scores that we combine with these ELO scores, essentially. Well, that has not offset. been updated. So let me pull mine. Oh. <laughs> Oh, the website for that fool you need the secret data <laughs> yeah, we know, also I mean... haven't <laughs> the date on here says 19th of december 2022 but jeremy did update it for this our is most this is what happens data. when i don't take uh when i when i have a busy weekend and don't go through and update everything so <laughs> while you're, we have, while had, you're we have doing seen that, some changes yeah sorry jeremy i was thinking while you're doing that uh for your system how does it account for uh dirty filthy meta chasers who jump armies Skip armies by vote and, and then take it to things like LVO. Ah! Um, <laughs> you know, we think if you're teaming up player and faction, uh, do you stick with one player, like a player having one main faction through the list, or does it just work with whatever faction they happen to be with now? So, the way that it works is that it's calculated in real time. So, the, uh, say myself, or as a really good example, I took uh. Dark Angels to five GTs. Then I played Knights. Then I played Votan. I've I've been I've bounced around factions a lot. I think I took Guard to an event as well. And so at the moment that you are running that, so say back in June, I was I was playing Dark Angels. 
I take them to a GT. I go four and two. It ranks every single one of my games based on me playing Dark Angels right then and there and how strong they are that weekend. And then say I play Votan in an event in New York six months later. It then evaluates how Votan's strength is right then and there and will update my ranking accordingly. So it's it, it, it takes snapshots at each time interval to yeah. do that. So it, it always updates. So the, the main faction on that page is the faction that the person has played the most this year in terms of right. games. So for example, mine still says Dark Angels, even though I've been rotating around factions. Uh, I think Anthony's just updated to say Chaos Space Marines because he was... Tyranids for a while. <laughs> I think it was actually, yeah, he was Harlequin Tyranus Drukari. He bounced around a lot during the year as well. That's my greatest regret, regret as those nids. <laughs> and just so everybody knows where I'm ranked by comparison's sake for an average person, I'm yeah. at 1,552 um, is where <laughs> is I'm at. Your it's pretty much both. It's very similar. They're like both right around the same point. So everybody starts um, 1,500 for reference. Yeah, so per that. Nathan is Nathan should have a positive win rate based on that. I do. I do have a positive win rate. I'm like a 60 something percent, which we also have pulled out from the data set. We've pulled out. We can pull out individual players and how they're doing on performance based statistics now, which is something very interesting. Amazing. And then Jeremy's in the top 100. So there you go, Jeremy. Yay. I can tell everybody, Jeremy. Jeremy is... counts as a player. You have to, you have to listen to it a little bit, and he keeps telling me he's not. Yeah, Jeremy's sixty first on this. He's CRS, like the third so best Canadian. <laughs> I think I'm like that might be true. Best that actually, because I know Riley and Sam <laughs> and Francois are all above me. Okay, so he's the, the third best Canadian. active Canadian. <laughs> Francois is a Canadian player of note, isn't he? Yep, he's, a, he's definitely a notable Canadian player. <laughs> he really is. I uh, thought that. Okay, I think I'm missing a joke here. Uh, he called. <laughs> yeah, it was he basically super flamed Francois yeah, after one of our uh, local GTs. But yeah, yeah. so for Oops. the faction ranking, we'll go through this real quick. Um, top five in descending order are Chaos Soup, which is kind of unsurprising because Flamers are still really good, Harlequins, mm -hmm. Chaos Demons, Sisters, and then Eldari. Tyranids are actually in sixth. See, terrible faction, guys. It's fine. It's okay. Totally dead. Yeah, they, they only have a ranking of 1733. Dead faction. Yeah, definitely dead. in the bin. Uh, the most average faction is Chaos Knights at 1490. That tracks. Sure. Yeah, one thing to watch with the um, the faction rankings is they can get a little funny. Uh, if you look at, like, where where are Chaos Titans right now? <laughs> Whatever are they doing uh... relative? Adeptus Titanicus Traitoris are 1470 because they've won one, I think they've won one game this year. Yeah, exactly. But they've only that's played five, accurate. so they don't have a lot of opportunity to Correct. lose games. <laughs> so they don't drop through the rankings. So that sort of there's a fat middle where there's a lot of very low player factions that can make the rankings as you go down into the lower ones a little inaccurate. You yeah, kind of just so have to remove them mentally. To get an idea of the range, Chaos Soup is at eighteen fifty-four and Imperial Fist is at eleven fifty, with fifteen hundred being the the baseline. Yeah, so they're both what plus I, minus 350 on the average. What I love that I've heard you guys talk about before is the uh, the difference uh, with the faction uh, being played by, you know, your top players versus everybody else. Um, and that's something that I think about a lot when people talk about just raw stats. You know, you just talk about the numbers of a faction. Things like Votan or, say, Tyranids when they were super good, 
were doing super well, but then as soon as something else came out and was doing well, a lot of the top players jump onto that, right? So that just leaves you more average players playing it, which brings it down, but doesn't necessarily make it a lot worse. So I love the fact that you're able to separate those out. It's one of the things we've tried really hard to do with um, the veteran versus new person to events. So like trying to tease apart some of that data by pulling apart how much GT experience people have. And then yeah. I know that Cliff, who does a lot of the background, like visualization stuff and other things as well, is I think working on some other things for looking at how faction shifts happen as well. So, yeah, you need another category, though, for people like me who go to a lot of events but still suck. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm I'm in the same same boat as you. Don't don't worry. I thought that was just I've gone to a lot of yeah. a lot of events, and I'm not good. Like, at GW GW approved that. It's just marine players are terrible. Um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we just bottled you all together into your own category. Right. <laughs> Innis, right. Innis, do you want to do the plugs, and then we can go into questions for? Yeah, I'll Steve. do the plugs super quickly. So, um, hi everybody. Thank you for joining us for episode 26. Uh, if you're enjoying the show, you can check us out in a few places. Uh, if you want to catch the live show, you can check us out at YouTube at 11 p.m. on GMT and also a bunch of various times across the rest of the world. It's noon in New Zealand. We know that one now. Um, the, rest, the rest don't matter. You can figure it out from there. That's context clues, guys. Um, so you can check out the live show on YouTube at that time. We're also available on Twitch. That's youtube.com slash c slash statcheck. You can also find back episodes of the show there as well as all of our bonus content. If you like what we do and you want to support us, you can check out patreon.com slash statcheck. You can get access to our Discord where you can uh, see wonderful cat pics. Uh, one of my coaching clients today shared pictures of Lucifer and Lilith, who might be the most adorable cats I've ever seen in my life. Um, so shout out to them. Uh, and you can get access to that. And also you can ask show questions. Uh, I'm, I'm very sorry, but no, they're, they're incredible. Uh, it's because there's two of them. It just wins. Uh, Anthony has a wonderful cat as well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> Finally, um, I will plug that we did an Arts of Omen reaction show uh, that is not on the podcast network, so you can check that out on YouTube. That was called, I think it was just called like at bonus content Arts of Omen reaction, and that was myself, Jeremy, and Cliff, and we did that on the day it dropped, which was last Tuesday, uh, no, last Thursday. So if you want to check that out, uh, it's on the YouTube feed. Um, we're quite happy with what we did there, but it's not going out for the live show because it's not. Deal with it. Um, Thank you everyone for being with us and we're going to move into some questions for steve now so steve can enjoy the rest of his lunch break in a mild amount of peace and have some time to shove some scran down his neck <laughs> yeah i did that actually just before we went on i thought i'm not going to survive until it's like as you said <laughs> very it's, smart, it's, very smart. it's noon on a wednesday well it's 12 35 on a wednesday now uh so yeah lunchtime for me <laughs> perfect right jeremy do you want to do the questions sure that'd be great all right so um, Steve, you've done, you've created quite a few very interesting and very unique series. Someone has a question of what is your favorite idea for a limited series that you haven't been able to do? Ooh, I've got a really good idea for a limited series that I want to do. I say limited series, it could go on. Um, but I don't know if I want to go into a lot of detail on what it is yet because you might uh, do it. You want to have it be a surprise. <laughs> yeah, I might do it. I just, you know, I'm just terrible with this sort of stuff. I do a lot of writing as well. And I'll invariably say I'm writing a thing and it's going to turn into a book and then it's going to be awesome. <laughs> and then I get halfway through and lose interest. This is just my, my MO for a lot of things. I get halfway through and lose interest, which is the whole reason I do limited series podcasts because I, I love an idea and then I get through it and I'm like, oh, I 
want to do something. I get another idea and I want to go do that instead or, you know, it changes. So uh, I do have an idea for a limited series podcast, which is much more competitive focused, much more focused on people like me learning how to be better at the game, uh, but but different to what else is out there at the moment, I think. Sounds a lot like some of the inter the, some of the ideas that Cliff has had recently. Sounds right. a lot like um, you two are Adam Abramowitz's podcast. We're gonna have to well chat. I think of that, that was a very important. <laughs> I think it was an important milestone in Quebec 4K, where a lot of people jumped into it because of that. Uh, so having something in that vein would be really cool as well. Right. Yeah. Oh, Very good, Steve. awesome. Because uh, I was going to hit you, you up. Should to do it, Steve. That's what we're telling you. Yeah. <laughs> you should. <laughs> we should just right. enable Steve to make all the content he wants. We should. Yeah. Hundred percent. Uh, what yeah. is your favorite statistic? Oh my god, boy! These are not the questions I normally get. <laughs> I should have expected. <laughs> our our Discord is a weird place, um, and it's not a cult. I promise. It's definitely definitely not a cult. But it came is... on totally prepared for all the questions that I very often get. Like you know, uh, but what is my favorite statistic? I don't know if that means like a specific it does number not that I've heard or just. Related. I think from here on in, it has to be curries. Uh, like I've just got to... <laughs> I've just got to... How yeah. hot someone is in the game, more curries. Oh, so, yeah, actually. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just going to, I want to see I want to see one of those little like you, like you see on if you buy like a sauce yeah, in a supermarket, sudden. like a heat rating, number of chilies or curries next right. to a person's yeah. name. Nathan's it's very funny because it also week. works for curies because curies was radiation, so it works right. Both. Yeah, uh, like, although uh, super easy for someone who's not a forty k <laughs> person to misinterpret if they see Anthony Vanella is this hot, and so <laughs> like, people go. Oh, we'll see how well this weight loss plan that I'm on goes, and then you know, <laughs> we'll get you back. You got the a height increase plan in there as well to make sure, or no? Well, but I'm on camera and you can't tell. <laughs> Sorry. That's a second to none. Second to oh, none. God, Very so good. <laughs> All right. Next question, Jerry. All right, Steve. Uh, this is probably more along the lines of what you're used to getting. Uh, did you always dream of being in media, or did everyone just tell you that your voice would be wasted in any other career field? Oh, my God. <laughs> no. When I first decided I wanted to be an, a radio host, I think was before my voice broke. So no one ever said to me at that point, uh. <laughs> you know, they'd hear me speak. Hi, everybody. How's it going? Um, <laughs> so you should be in radio, dude. That's amazing. Nailed it. No, I, I did. Um, when I was at school, I was a super nerd. So I did a little bit of sport, but also did things like debating and public speaking and collected comics and stuff like that. So, and I had some success with it. And so I decided, you know what, talking for a living would be awesome because it sounds like all you do is interview famous people, play music and talk shit. And it turns out that's exactly right. <clears throat> so oh, yeah, living the dream, living the dream. It really is living the dream. I'm kind of doing the job I always wanted. So that's cool. That's awesome. All right. What crazy upgrade-filled marine list are you looking forward to trying out? Because oh as anyone may not know, Steve Joel is a diehard Space Wolves player. Yeah. They got I, all the discounts. Yeah. I just, I haven't even, as I said, said right at the start of this, I really haven't had time yet to sit down and go through it all. And I'm also lazy. So the idea of writing it all by hand is just <laughs> such a pain in the ass. So I want You're Battle waiting Scribe for the Battle to Scribe update. update. <laughs> 
But just off the top of my head, going through all the units that I would normally include in my Space Wolf list. So I had this list that I was starting to do actually really, really well with. I know Space Wolves suck, but I was, but I know the faction so well. And you know how when you, uh, but in, in casual games with friends who are much better than me, it was starting to perform really well. And it used this idea of the Wolf Guard dropping all the shields and having melter guns in, the, in that hand. Yep. So, um, and I know uh, other people have done it, but I thought of it before I saw it being done by other people. And it's it was really good. But now that that unit, the Wolf Guard unit and Redemptor Dreads and things, they're, they're about the same. But I still feel like you can include... Yeah, so short answer is there's a lot going through my mind. The same as every other Marine player, probably. Um, I've, I've been playing Knights a lot, though, and they didn't change at all, except for one really big thing which i think is going to make a massive difference to the game for me anyway because there's a lot of tau here in new zealand uh... any tournament you go to there's a lot of tau so and so previously taking big boys against tau meant they just pop right first turn if the tau player gets first turn on see you later now i get to hide them for free <laughs> i can keep my big guys off the table for free uh if, I, if I'm coming up against fire prisms or tau rail things, whatever. Yeah, tau sad um, machines. Sad <laughs> machines, yeah. And it does make you sad when you spend <laughs> all this time painting up a unit that's worth 500 freaking points and it pops first turn to two shots. That's not okay. No, so, it sure isn't. No. So anyway, um, what ignore involves? Screw you, dude. Um <laughs> That's right. So yeah, a lot, there's a lot of a lot of space wolf potential lists involving a lot of thunderhammers because they are suddenly cheap. That joke doesn't uh, work. It doesn't work, written guys. You really need to read that out loud. If you don't get the uh, first turn, do you just throw the towel in? Uh, uh, who is this? That is with the dad jokes. That is good. <laughs> They're all Gitly gaming. He's he's just been on point all all episode. Yeah, yeah it's really good. They're there is one question from the not Steve Joel questions thread, which is, is Steve going to come down to CHCH in March, which is later said is Christchurch. Yeah. CHCH or CH squared Christchurch. Um, no, cause in March actually, uh, you know, the, the, um, the GW world champion of 40 K thing that was just announced this circuit worldwide circuit. So yep. there's an Oceania or oceanic, uh, circuit as part of that each state of australia has a couple of tournaments that will contribute and new zealand has been given three events uh and my a couple of friends of mine and i have been running events in wellington which is the capital of new zealand it's kind of right in the middle of the country the bottom of our north island but geographically kind of in the middle um and we've been given one of the events so uh and that'll be in mid-march so we're going to be the first chance for new zealanders to qualify for the gw world champion thing oh awesome. snap that's exciting i know it's pretty Is exciting it's flying cool. home for it that's the one that <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a very long way to come to uh for a gt yeah no it doesn't matter just do it anyway okay. yeah think of the flex yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, doesn't Vanilla just fly everywhere these days to uh, to oh, enter events? Lord, it yeah, feels he's like doing it. <laughs> yeah. We haven't even started the craziness yet. Next year is going to be bananas. <laughs> I tell you, one one time only offer. If you fly to New Zealand, uh, I won't charge you entry fee into the tournament. Mm, that could 
That could be a thing. <laughs> that's that's, that's definitely it's, how you get Anthony places. I'm, I won't I'm lie. a lost bet away from having to do that, Steve. Don't worry. <laughs> 60, 60 New Zealand dollars is our normal entry fee, which is about a dollar fifty US. So that's all right. Yeah. <laughs> just as a two thousand dollar flight. Three boxes of GW into the country for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! If anyone brings like G, the the stuff here is just. Like, forget about Australian prices, which you might have heard about. New Zealand prices are, it's just wow. Well, you guys have to go like raid Australia for your stuff, right? That's how that works. You have to hope that the West Aussies, you catch them out. Yeah, well, they, they, they are still almost too expensive to make it worth the flight. But my wife is French, so we're going to France later uh... this year to, um, to, for me to see my in-laws. So I will be taking an extra suitcase with me. <laughs> yeah, to see the in-laws, really to visit every Warhammer store nearby. Yeah, oh, a hundred percent. Like I'm, with, we're wanting. I'm doing everything I can to stop in London on the way over, so I can <laughs> catch up with some people, some uh, fantastic Warhammer people, and then head to France and just uh, see if anyone over there. I know that French people play Warhammer, so if anyone in France wants a game who is around the uh, Swiss Alps, French Alps uh, region in July of 2023, I'm there for it. Nice. Oh yeah. There you go, people. If you're in France and you're in this specific region of France, uh <laughs> and you want to play Steve Joel in July, there you go. Drop there you go. It's July. not a it's it's not like I'm set out a really specific window or anything. Yeah, it's a little specific. <laughs> no, no, it's <laughs> fine. There's probably like at least one listener who lives somewhere near there. If uh, come on, Pierre, you know you want a game. <laughs> I, if I've learned nothing, it's that when you try to make funny joke bets like that. <laughs> They yeah, will get yeah, called, yeah. and you will yeah. lose. If Steve gets that game and wins it, you have to go to New Zealand. No! <laughs> <laughs> That's a great bet. That's an excellent bet. I That's, love it. There's also almost no chance that happens. Don't worry. It's fine. I have a tattoo appointment next Wednesday for a, there's almost no chance that happens. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> so no more. No right. more of those. We'll see uh, how we get you at LBO. Yeah. Steve, are right. you coming to LVO or are you just commentating from home? I w I'm no, I'm just doing interviews. Uh, I've been doing interviews with people like yourself and uh, some former champions of LVO that'll be running kind of between rounds. No, LVO is uh, not because we're going to France <laughs> later this year, which is costing every single dollar that we have plus more. Mm -hmm. um, again, we're on the we're at the very like the next stop south of here is the Antarctic, so it's seriously. It's a bit far. It's bit. in the in the low 20s is the number of thousands of dollars that we have to pay to get my family of five to France and back. And that's just Ooh. the flights. So getting to LVO this year, that's not on. But three Kiwi friends of mine are going. Uh, look out for Finn Decker, who's uh, just a curb stomping player. He's he he's the kind of guy over here in New Zealand. He's the he's the guy that finishes games in 10 minutes and then walks around for the next two hours having a beer and chatting to people and making fun of the fact that you it's play nice your games for guy. so long. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's why and, I like um, so much. Yeah. And Hayden Korach and Michael Taylor, both really, really good players as well in our in our meta. So I'm really hoping they'll go and perform well at LVO. And of course, David Gaylard, another proud Kiwi, is coming. We'll keep them uh, in mind for our LVO draft when we get around to doing that. Yeah, that's yeah. right. But uh, 2024 for me. Hope, fingers crossed. I've been talking to, talking to Mr. Heffelfinger about uh, the possibility of getting there for that. Awesome. It's a, it's one of those once in a lifetime 
uh, you know, bucket list dream opportunity things from New Zealand to get to Vegas. It's just so far and so much money. And yeah. we bring the family and make a thing of it, you know. So it's <laughs> that, that's a wee while away. Yeah, I might be the simple. Like, I don't think I'm doing this again, but it's going to be great this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Hayden right. Korak, Finn Decker, Daniel Hayden, Michael Taylor, Chris Voss, and Alexander Dugmore are the names Alex Taus has shared out in the chat. Uh, Alex, are they all going? Okay, great. That's awesome. That is a that is a really really good group of guys. Lovely, like really fantastic people as well. Yeah, it is. Given how yeah. much you said it fly, it costs to fly to Paris or France. I can imagine it's something similar yeah. to fly to Vegas. Yeah, and they're all um, all just fantastic reps for New Zealand. Like a lot of those guys are part of uh, Kraken Wargaming. They also host events. They have a podcast. They 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 rep New Zealand really well. So great group of people. Nice, wonderful. All right, we got a couple more questions, and apparently people have been asking Steve Joel questions in the not Steve Joel question thread. So, of course, they uh, are. people can't contain themselves to it's one our Discord. Thread. <laughs> All right, we uh, created a thread specifically for it, and they still managed to go around it. It's great. <laughs> if you had unlimited time and money, what army project would you start? Oh, again, I'm cursed by laziness. So, <laughs> but unlimited time and money is. Uh, you need both of those to start an army in New Zealand anyway. That's true. Uh, look, I'm just, I'm really loving my nights and I've been through so many. I'm, I'm actually pretty well known in Wellington for starting an army, painting half of it and then dropping it because I just can't stand the idea of painting the rest of it. Um, <laughs> or because like I tried Tau, I actually tried Tau and, and got some pointers from Siegel on how to play Tau when they were hot. And I still sucked because it just doesn't work for me. I, lo I love charging in and smashing things with hammers. It's so... I, I just never. couldn't make myself stand back and shoot things for a whole game. Was like, I don't understand. I'm not sure how this is supposed to go. Um, how do you convince yourself to do this? Yeah. I, what I would love to do though is is restart my Space Wolves army as kind of a yeah, just restart from the ground up, just for the painting aspect of it, really, because I've. I've changed painting styles over the years about three times. So my Space Wolves are a combination of four very different painting styles. So, you know, I just would love them to all look really, really good. And and they were one of the, you know, some of the first units I painted. So they're not looking great. So I think unlimited time and money, I would just, I would start again with the Wolves and, and get them looking all consistent. And I feel like I'm a better painter now than I was four or five years ago when I first started them. Makes sense. Makes sense. I definitely yeah. have gone through that with my Dark Angels multiple times because they've been right. collected over the course of 25 years. The tricks to just oh, never get wow. better at painting. I think I might have regressed, honestly. <laughs> so <laughs> I've regressed in other ways, but I feel like my painting's getting better. All right. What is your favorite 40k content you consume, whether it's podcasts, battle reports, and is it stat check? Okay, you can't Obviously, say us. It'll be too nice. No, you can't. <laughs> you, can't. you can Obviously, say it. Obviously, stat check is the very best. Um, <laughs> number one, top of the list. I feel like I was starting a Frank Sinatra song there. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's, I just, I, there's so much. Anything competitive focused, which is weird since my own podcasts are very much not competitive focused. They're about getting to know people. But I love. I just want to get better at the game. So a lot of the content I consume is just with an idea of learning, um, learning how to play the game better, and learning tricks and tips, and getting hints on how to play, and just getting ideas. I'm really enjoying Fireside uh, with Vic and David, and um, 
I enjoy, I really love tabletop titans and tabletop tactics and uh, the Art of War guys. Uh, you know, when you're watching battle reports with those guys that they they play well and, and I learn so much. Um, there's, uh, there's a lot. I consume a lot of content. In, and on the Frontline Gaming Network, you know, there's just, there's, I just, I'm, I'm always listening to podcasts. There's just heaps, you know, and which is consequently I've heard pretty much all of you guys on I and um my Canhammer guys love Canhammer. So I'm um, yeah, I, I just I listen to anything that's out there to do with 40k, particularly competitive stuff. I love watching War Games Live too. Joe, who happens to be my next guest on Champions of 40k, Joe um oh, yeah. War Games Live. Little plug. I do also want to say because Alex reminded me of this, and I decided to Google you all because I remember from your shows you just doing research on everybody, and you are underselling your painting ability quite substantially. This <laughs> <laughs> stuff like, is gorgeous. I want to share my screen, but I won't just this once. Um, Let's not embarrass Steve on there. Pulled back up his Instagram because I was like, man, I remember his nights looking beautiful, and then pulled up, pulled it up, and I was like. Yeah, look at See, this. What's your Instagram? Humility. It's it is. Yeah. Speaking Joel. of humility, it's the Steve Joel. <laughs> the <laughs> Steve Joel. How humble of me! Like it can. <laughs> oh, I need to change my coaching name. <laughs> yeah. You know, yes, you know when you when you sign up for a name and it says I'd like Steve Joel and it says that's already taken. Like God, I don't know. I don't want to be Steve Joel sixty nine. I'll. What do I? That's oh, the next yeah. option. If Steve Joel and... was taken, then you have to immediately go to Steve Joel sixty nine. <laughs> yeah, obviously. which is which is the year of my birth, so that would make complete <laughs> of course. sense. Yeah, of course. Yeah. what else would it be? <laughs> what else would it be? <laughs> um, Steve, everyone, go and check out Steve's the Steve's, super quick uh, plugs Instagram. for you. So your your Instagram is the the Steve Joel. Where can people yep. find your content? Uh, if you go to stevejoel40k.com, stevejoel40k.com is where all the all the podcast episodes are there, and that's from the series uh, two series of 40k game changes. And there's some uh, not that I want to be too arsy about this, but some very 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 fun chats with uh, like Rick Priestley who created the game, um, and a lot of uh, other people you will have heard of. You know, some of the top content creators, some really really lovely people. Siegler is a great chat. Um, and then Champions of 40K, which is the new one, uh, which has just started, uh, is on there as well. Lovely. Yeah, Steve is the only person in 40K I know who has a personal website that is important and you should follow. Um, everybody, <laughs> anybody else in 40K with a personal website is kind of just like doing it for themselves. Steve's matters. Go and go and check it out. Oh, you're, it was again far too generous. I really appreciate it, though. Thank you. I mean, your show was the first one where I was like, man, I hope this guy does radio. And then it was like, yeah, he does do radio. <laughs> Yeah, like, man, the audio, the audio quality, and the questions on the sh this show are amazing. So go, well, thank you. go I, listen. To all I totally cheat by doing most of my stuff from my radio studio. So uh, I, uh... You know, yeah, I know this. This is this is not normal. I'm on vacay, but <clears throat> yeah, most of my most of my content where I record interviews, long interviews with people, I do out of the radio studio. Smart man, makes sense. Yeah, well, if I've got it, if I've got it there, and the bosses are okay with me using it, you know, why Might not? As well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we we really appreciate it because the work that you do is absolutely fantastic. I've greatly oh, enjoyed. Oh, stop! That's enough now. Jeez, yeah, no, you guys, like... come on, man. He's not toast. You don't need to keep barring. Um... <laughs> I've got three kids and a wife. I'm not used to people giving me compliments. Calm down. <laughs> 
You're going to give them one just, too many, and it's just never just, All right. So through two weeks of my kids telling me I'm fat and I have a hairy belly and I've got thinning hair and my body is white except my head is red and my eyes are bad and my ears are bad and I've got hair growing out of my nose. And my kids are just like Ruthless. so lovely all yeah. the time. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So let's take you down a peg then. What is your most embarrassing moment on live radio? Well, I've got several, <laughs> but the, the, the first one that I can think of is and my very first radio job in a little town called Invercargill, right at the bottom of the country. Um, I was 21 years old and I was given the job of recording. And after my afternoon show, I had to record a rural news segment for the following morning that the guys would just plug in and play. And I started recording it, but I accidentally said good evening instead of good morning. So I went, good evening with the rural. Ah, fuck. <laughs> And what I should have done is erase that and then, or at least remember to set up to the proper cue point so that when they put the tape in and press play, it would start from the right point. Remember, this is in the old days, pre-digital cassettes. Unfortunately, I rewound to the first cue point. So the next morning, they put the tape in and they press play and it went, good evening with, oh, fuck. And... Is it okay to swear on this show? I shall yes. possibly. Yeah, 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 I know. I yeah, yeah. I know. Um, the fact and, you asked. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. I was offended. <laughs> and then there was 20 seconds of dead air where the two hosts were like, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> so that was, I thought, and that was about three weeks into my first radio job. I thought I'm going to have the shortest radio career in history. Luckily, it didn't work out that way. Nailed it. Yeah, amazing. right. <laughs> yeah. Fortunately, also not one single complaint in this very conservative town. Everybody thought Easy. it was hilarious. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this goes I mean, to show you one over their hearts right there. Um yeah, when it's right. a one-off, it's funny, right? Like as yeah. long as you're yeah, 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 yeah. It wasn't intentional. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh have you been contacted by Henry Cavill to take part in the 40k series yet? Oh, come on now. Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> I think that's the the... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there was a funny meme going around that uh, yesterday, I think it was, Henry Cavill um, has been dropped, you know, because he's got dropped from everything else. There was Henry Cavill's been dropped from the Warhammer 40K series, and there was a photo of Henry Cavill looking sad on a bus. And at the, <laughs> the very bottom, you know, this breaking news thing, the very bottom slug said, uh, unknown named Steve, <laughs> scheduled to take his place. And so I just commented, confirmed. So, yeah. like, Unknown name, Steve. Here I am, ready to go. Yeah. Uh, no, no. Thank you for that question. No, I will. I will be talking to Henry Cavill's people. I think it's probably pretty hard to get hold of them direct. Seems difficult. Uh, although Henry, if you listen to StatCheck, which I'm sure you do, being a 40k fan, uh, feel free to reach out. I'd love to have you on my show. And if you have any customs advice, drop us a line. Um, <laughs> <it's true. laughs> uh, so a bit more on the more on your work uh how do you feel spotify and other podcast platforms have affected commercial radio and how do you try to retain listeners jesus don't give him wow. a small one to, to the end of his lunch break this is, whoo. Yeah. uh a few years ago i don't know if any of you uh are familiar with the song video killed the radio star yep. uh, when that song came out it was you know really big radio was supposed to die because of video uh, and when, you know, home people would watch videos in their home, people were like, why would you listen to the radio when you just watch movies all day? That didn't kill radio. And in fact, I think we're all familiar with the the fate of blockbuster stores around the world. So, you know, um, and the same thing when when uh, Spotify 
and other similar platforms came out same thing was supposed to happen radio was supposed to die and weirdly and i don't know why i can't explain it i'm not sure what the logic is <clears throat> what we had to do was adjust our delivery a little bit but weirdly we've just gotten stronger like the radio listening numbers i know this is true in, in the states and in australia and in the uk and in new zealand radio listening numbers are actually higher uh, because I think it's forced radio people like me to go back to focusing on just our local markets and giving things like weather and traffic information and and big upping local people and local sports teams and and you know so it's and you know what it's like also with Netflix and Spotify is the same I Netflix is amazing but sometimes you don't want to sit down and have to scroll for half an hour through shows before you make a decision sometimes yeah. you just want to get in the car turn on the radio and let them choose for you to not yeah. have to use your brain so yeah radio weirdly is still in a really good spot and, the, and to answer the second part of the question the way we keep listeners is as i've said we we just really focus on that small stuff telling little stories that are relatable trying to connect with people making um making local people the stars of the show all of those things that i think actually because I do a little bit of podcast coaching with other people, and I, I feel like that's something that podcasters could learn from. It's really just focusing on those little relatable things, really honing on, on what you what you are and what you're trying to achieve and what you're there for, and sticking with that. All these little things that you know people can can do to maintain and grow an audience. Well, oh, thank you for that this wonderful is, answer. Again. This is not at all what I expected to be talking about on a 40k podcast. Not a really good answer. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of smart. People should listen yeah. to him. Yeah. You should. Like, uh, his belly button's fluffing his hairy knuckles. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like Discord is a place of absolute bedlam, but also very wholesome. So you will get strange questions some weeks. Right. Yeah. <laughs> or or just very positivist questions, you know. Yeah. Chaotic positive is the uh, ultimate description yes. of the Star Trek Discord. That's our, <laughs> that is our tagline. Right, Steve, I understand that that is the end-ish of your lunch break, so we will let you get away. Thank you so much for being with us. Um, go and check out Steve's website, which is stevejoel40k.com, uh, if you want to catch even more from him. And uh, Keep an eye out for the LVO uh, show, because Steve has done a bunch of work for that, and I'm really looking forward to see how it all coalesces into the finished product. Good. Thank you very Thank much you. for being Thank with us. And have a great evening. Have a great afternoon, yeah. I guess. It's afternoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Uh, look, honestly, it's an honor to be on here in, uh, in such esteemed company. Thanks so much for having me. Appreciate it. Pleasure to Thank have you on. Awesome having you. Show's not ending. We are still going. Don't worry. Don't leave. <laughs> wow. Please stay. Please stay. We know, our, we know our guest with his soothing voice has gone, but please stay and listen to our terrible voices. If you got something to do, that's look, fine. Look, like, no. if, you're, if you were only here for the ASMR, and now the ASMR's gone, we're sorry. We returned to our regularly scheduled shit posting. Yeah. Um, put, us, put us up to 1.5. You'll definitely be unable to understand NS and keep it moving. I could try really hard to speak at a normal and usable voice. It'll last how long? You guys are not going to enjoy how painful this how painful this is for me. <laughs> okay, let's talk regular show questions that everybody sent through to us um, that will not be in the right place. These ones no. are in the right place. They won't yeah. be in the right place. People will have talked about the wrong things in the right place. All right, let's 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 start with the fun one. Uh, Ennis, how goes the coaching? 
Uh, it's really good. I am three days into doing it now. I started as of Sunday. I've had a few clients now. My next like week is booked out, which is great. I say booked out like I have like a call a night. Not quite booked out, but that's pretty good. I know. I'm pretty, pretty happy good. with it. Um, I'm trying to keep it away from my evenings and weekends right now, which is causing a little bit of pile up. Because uh, I'm like, I wanna... but I'm going to tournaments. So I'm like, I don't want to commit to doing a call with you every Sunday if I'm going to be away for like six of them. A year. I'm going to be away for six of them in the next twelve weeks. I have bad news. <laughs> You're going to want to introduce flexibility to your game plan, sir. I am aware, which is why I'm not doing it. Which is why I'm doing it week by week. Um, so yeah, I'm not having anybody who's just on a, you're on this time slot every week. We're not doing that here. I That's ain't got time. Real. I ain't got time yeah. for that. I can't commit to that. You're going to have to roll with me on this. Um, but yeah, it's been really good so far. I've had a few people, uh, how is your voice holding up? Uh, Eumenidi is the coaching client I had at 8 PM today, who I definitely read through back the chat again and saw it was 18 30 that I had originally mentioned and panicked and started text and started texting him and realized, Nope, it's eight o'clock. It's fine. I can go and eat. Um, I have very significantly sped up. Uh, <laughs> you got nervous. There's anxiety going. I'm talking about myself, which is very stressful for me. I'm not going to lie. Um, but no, it's been good so far. I've had a bunch of people reach out for general coaching, a bunch of people reach out for GSC coaching. Um, it's been super interesting. Uh, I, I'm kind of struggling with the whole, how do I make it not just me talking for an hour? Because that's what I feel like I'm going to do if you don't talk to me. So I'm kind of trying to grab them a little bit in, um, but I'll get used to that with time. Yeah, questions, big boy. Questions, yeah. Questions. So yeah, it's been good fun. Uh, if you want to hear more about coaching, you can check out stat-check.com slash coaching, <laughs> where you can find myself and Piotr, who is the uh, coach, who is the coach who? we have. Also, better known as Typhus from Team Poland, a wonderful, wonderful coach that you should definitely get in touch with uh, because he's being criminally underutilized already a weekend. Um, That's true. Yeah, get in touch. We would love to hear from you. All right, Anthony, what tips have you given Innes for coaching, and do you think he'll listen? Uh, he's been pretty receptive when I've told him stuff so far. I don't know. Innes Paul usually follows direction pretty well. It's just once you convince him that you're not full of shit. So, and he's a team captain. So it takes a lot of convincing because he's been hurt before because he's <laughs> Scotland's team captain. So <laughs> as long as you go through all the steps and work through all the trauma, Innes will listen to your advice most of the time. Yeah. Innes listens to your advice up until the point where you need him to do something out of pocket. And it's like, no, nah, no, nah, I can't commit to that. And then I just do nothing. Um, and then I go yeah. to bed. And, and then, that's kind of the. But you can get around that with enough bullying. And if his job is shit enough. Pretty much. Yeah. And that's how we got here. <laughs> it took a few years. I got Innes uh, to start coaching. And I'm working on getting Nathan to sell out so that he can live a reasonable life. It's a work in progress, but I'm winning slowly. You are winning. It's true. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I Nathan, money's a, cool, buddy. I created a LinkedIn profile and started contacting people. It's wild. Look at him go. <laughs> Anthony, you're such a positive, bad influence, good influence person. That, that's me. He, I don't he understand really does. how you exist as a human being in this world. Yeah. <laughs> Anthony really is the avatar of chaotic comfort that our Discord. And you would know that if you joined our Discord because there's at least one jersey with Anthony's face on it and at least one sub-cult in the larger cult that worships yeah. Anthony. There's there's definitely at least two. I'm pretty sure Peaches is a cult as well at this point. Yeah. 
the the discord for sure pours their power into me unless i'm playing against nathan and then it all gets rudely robbed from me <laughs> in a single moment of betrayal <laughs> it was still everybody really likes to root for the underdog yeah, that's all it's it is true. anthony yeah and while you might be physically the underdog in like sheer size like in game just play, height yeah, that's what I'm doing. That's the only size that matters, buddy. Anthony is like the same width as me, it's like true. at the shoulders. And I'm I'm considered like at least a relatively wide man at the shoulders. Yeah. So I'm a broadly built dude. I got the army yeah. coming in to show for it. He's also extremely violent and capable. He watched me dismantle careful. a man with an empty granola bar box. <laughs> I did. What? It was quite something. It was some John Wick yourself. Shit. Uh so we were in a hotel room. And my great, my brother in arms, I love this man dearly, Brandon Fox, threw a, we were just talking, I was talking to Nathan, I wasn't even looking at him, and he gunned an empty granola bar box at me and hit me in the head. So I took said granola bar box and chased him with it until I caught him, because the room's not that small, big, and I'm fast over short distances, and... (laughs) beat him up with it <laughs> until he tried to take me down and then I just sat on top of him and made him apologize. It's worth saying, guys, we're definitely still in the post-Christmas drought. We will be back to regular schedule content as events pick up. Uh, no. Also, also once not. we get into the Arcs of Omen meta because this current one is stale. Yeah, man, I can't wait until we have to talk about it for Nottingham and LVO. I Although mean, if, if, talk... if we have anything to go by, we'll, we'll just I'll just not be on the show the week after Nottingham because I'm never on the show the week after a UKTC. Which is the week before LVO. Mm-hmm. Two weeks before. I mean, the worst case scenario is we make fun of our Nottingham's this weekend, which is what we've done. I really hope it's two weeks before LVO because my <laughs> flights are two weeks. <laughs> no, you're also, right. I, I can't think. Fly to Vegas in slightly less than two weeks. Yep, we'll yep. all be there. Which is fucking terrifying, by the way. Uh, You've been to America once. So much money. <laughs> It'll be great. It'll be great. I a thousand percent can beat Soli at a foot race, Sam. But can you <laughs> do it after deep throwing his toe? I'm not going to start there. That's for sure. <laughs> God, who's that? Either somebody's got a small mouth, or that's a really big toe. <laughs> ah, well, you know, <laughs> did you know? Oh, okay. no, I don't want to know. We should We're gonna we're gonna move to the next question. <laughs> All right, Innis. GSE or B tier, eh? The Did you BSC? think? Oh, yeah, the GSE fucking suck. Atlan Jackals, <laughs> terrible in combat. Don't worry about it. The gun's basically irrelevant. Um, free Flamers, who gives a shit? You're just going to die to Iron Hands anyway. It's not like you're falling out of the sky and shooting them first. Um, no, GSE are terrible. Um, obviously, if you want to play them and you uh, think you want to do well with them at all, you're definitely going to need help to do it. And you should check out. <laughs> <laughs> We've renamed too much. We've yeah. renamed GSC to BSC. Yeah, yeah it's BSC now. It's, it's BSC not GSB, now. it's BSC specifically. Yeah. Um, because it rhymes. Uh, no, I think uh I think GSC will be one of those armies that always requires a little bit more from the average player than most, which will always artificially keep them down a little bit lower. But as you've seen from this weekend, with eight players and a 66% win rate playing mostly pre-arcs. They're still doing pretty well, and everybody losing armor contempt is really good for the AP one and two army. Um, I don't know if anybody's mm-hmm. noticed that before, but GSC pretty good at killing stuff when they're saving on fives, not fours. So, what? no, I know, right? 
So yeah, um, I'm excited for GSC. I'm unfortunately also really excited for Iron Hands and a little bit excited for a few other Space chapters that I want to like RTT play but not commit to. So my time is going to be getting diluted a little bit. But I think there's, I think we there's a super major win in GSC. Easy. I, I, I just want to spoil it. Go oh, for it, God. Anthony. Nope, no, you. Go. Fine. I'm going to spoil the question where somebody asks, like, what the best melee Marines faction is post changes, and it's also just Iron Hands. I That's guess, not you true. Know. <laughs> Anthony, it. it is, though. It it's is, not. though. They're just not that good at melee. Like, they're not better. Uh, every time someone says Iron Hands, Van Vets are better than Blood Into Ones, I fucking blow an aneurysm. It makes me so mad. Anyway, what I was going to say is. A thing you'll need to watch out for in the future in this is when it comes to coaching tips is that I have played one game myself in the last month because you know what I've been doing instead? Coaching. Shitload of coaching. Yeah, um, the trick the trick with that is that I'm hopefully not going to be doing it on top of my full-time money job, so. Ah, mm, that yeah, might be, yeah, there you go. that might be where it comes off the rails for me. That's fair. Yeah. See, the problem is if you spend 47 hours in a row on call, buddy, like... <laughs> Oh, that's so brutal. Those on-calls suck so much. My job's so great, and every time I have to do one of those, I'm like, hmm, is it that great? <laughs> <laughs> okay, next question. Let's also, right, yeah, John, I was never, never in my life keeping a straight face making that comment slash joke, which you was tried. only kind of a joke, but you tried. No, it was yeah. not in my wheelhouse. Yeah. All right. Do you think that GW would take anything from Arcs of Omen into 10th Ed? I have a feeling that the entire Arcs of Omen is helping transition us into 10th Ed, <laughs> both in detachments, uh, limiting CP somewhat, and also li heavily limiting soup. Yeah. I'm very curious to see how that transition goes, but I don't want to think about that too much because 10th makes my head hurt and makes my heart nervous. Because yeah, right. I got just... to focus, focus on all the other stuff first. Uh, I'll worry about tenth when uh, when the book's in my hand. Yeah, we'll yeah, all collectively like six panic months when we left get that. Ninth, so. Yeah, I'll worry about tenth when the email's in my email. All right. Uh, what do you think is the most common bad take about Arcs of Omen? Oh, that it allows interesting army construction. It does for like I, three factions. No, nope. it just, just lets you spam stuff more easily. Really. Like, What's the best so thing? You wanted Take as much as you'd like with no restriction yeah, yeah. whatsoever. Whee! Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was. Fast attacks. Yeah. It's interesting for like three factions. It's interesting how much Dark Angel players will break picking fast attacks. Uh, and then they'll just fill their elites with fast attacks anyway because those things shouldn't be elites. <laughs> <laughs> Love me, Black Knights. All right. What is the most common good take? Iron Hands number one, baby. Uh, the people yeah, that's probably the best too. Oh, actually, sorry. The worst bad take is Harlequin's dead. Like it just is. Oh yeah, actually, that's not even close. The amount of crying relative to Harlequin's is hilarious until you watch them played at all. Yep. Watching, it's like, I think they got better. Dude, Iron Hands. Everyone's like Iron Hands. Iron Hands playing light is like a war crime. That shit is so fucked up. Lights, Iron Hands are like, oh, we got buffed so much. It's like, yeah, you hit on fours, you can't reroll. They're like, but my super doctrine, your super what, bitch? Die. You have no armor contempt anymore, buddy. You're gone. Get off my team. I think, I think there, though, is like the immediate response to that level of nerf is like appropriate. But 
I also think today when I was starting to look back through Harlequin stuff to kind of think about and like realize how I would clown in this future world is I realized you just maybe take some bikes or <laughs> I don't know. Maybe just still take nine... So yeah, we got more CP now. My death chest is better. I'm six inches further away, so I never get shot anymore. But if I did get shot, my invo was worse. It's academic. I've never rolled one. Yeah. Uh, I don't roll one. Saves. Yeah, and all like, these you just play just it like GSC. If your unit's in the open, it's just dead. Just it doesn't. You wrote it off when you put it there. And you don't have to worry about it anymore. About the mirror architect change is that they just took six inches of range away from light, so now you get to take it away from them too. <laughs> and it's like, ah, da, da, how bad you want to shoot those guns? <laughs> At least it's twelve away now, not six away like it used to be. Oh yeah, unlucky. Well, I mean, you can do it from reserve. You can still hit them on four on better. That's Good. the only thing I got. That's all yeah, I got. That's, that's awesome, got. dude. Sure. Yeah. yeah, that's fine. Well, as GSC, it's kind of big. Okay. <laughs> I I actually think Quinns will probably be fine, but I think they're going to get dropped competitively by Quins are now the dullest possible quarter. version of Quinns. That's true. It, awesome. it just shows that you I, have absolutely no understanding of why Quinns were strong. That's uh, true. I will probably play Quinns as like a palate cleanser when I, I get sick of murdering people with Kasserkin and I love, Rust Executioners. <laughs> I love nothing more than like simple data sheet just how you execute armies. So Quins are calling mm -hmm. me super hard right now. Rather my, than uh, my Eldar player was so excited for Arcs until I told him he was still playing Quins. Yeah, there's <laughs> no world that man plays anything but Quins. Like, you no, dude, I'm really, I'm really sorry, but your list isn't changing. You're going to have a death jester. They could have just titled the codex like objectively worse quins and then your real army like mm -hmm. at no point in that army being out have they been better than quins there was that there nope. was the hill of doom period i will stop light was still that. better yeah light was still better light was still better and if they ever played each other light slaughtered them like they weren't there light was always the better army twilight just kind of was better briefly and that was it i mean that's Maybe still harlequins yeah i don't know what a, what a fucking codex, I can. Man. I was going to bring Harlequins to LVO, but I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. I was you should take Quins to LVO. I don't have it ready anymore, and I don't have the hobby time to finish it. So that's where I'm at. But Quins spray it three colors and say it's like cool Harlequin concept. I, I, so, when I say I literally don't have time, I mean I literally don't have hobby time. Yeah, Nathan to do it. Job scams him, takes all his hours, and gives him no dollars in return. Sell out, Nathan. <laughs> so unless somebody wants to lend me one, I'm not doing it. <laughs> Yeah, here Anthony has one. I have parts of one, but transporting it would be a real bastard because I'm. That's fair. Just stick in Lucas's backpack. He's playing orcs. What does he need to transport armies for? All his orcs. <laughs> he doesn't need to. No, you can probably find them, them on the convention floor. I'm just like, yeah, oh, this random pack of crisps with a with a with a dollar with a dollar <laughs> store at dark uh, Tyrannosaurus Rex. That's a kill rig now. That's what no. That's what Lucas eats. If we've learned anything from last year, is that when Elvis plays, uh, when Lucas plays the shadow round, he's just like, "I'm gonna eat one pretzel, and that's what I'm gonna eat all day, and I'm gonna fuck around with Anthony in the shadow round and find out." <laughs> Maybe die, but that's okay. Do we have more questions? We do have a few more questions. I'm sure there's uh, loads. I really just I really felt like just segueing this one. Questions are questions, but questions. All right, are questions. Uh, this is actually a good one for Ennis. Uh, advice for building a team events scene: Are four man teams enough? Different factions? Is team yeah, size just okay. a matter of how many players and tables you have? 
Look, man, just run the event that fits for the venue you've got. We have a, we, Our venue is rows of four tables, so we play four-man teams because playing fives would hurt people's heads. Just whatever you got to do to make an event happen, make it happen. If if you can do if you can get doubles off the ground but not threes, play doubles. Doubles is kind of teams. Uh, like it's the worst kind of teams, but it's still teams. And not like doubles like doubles. playing each other, uh, like playing with each other, but like you can do pair rounds. Or yeah. if you can get threes because threes is what works for your community, play threes. If you can do fives, the more is always better. If you can do more, do more. But you got to think in terms of venue space. If you can fit forty eight tables in, well then. It makes sense to do fours because you can use all of the tables. If you can, if you can only fit thirty, fives is going to work. Just work with what you've got. More events is better than others. People will give you feedback and be like, "Yo, we thought the numbers was a little low. We thought the army diversity was low." If it's a local scene, you're not going to see armies that are, you know, a Iron Hands player, a Harlequins player, a GSC player, and a Votan player. It's not going to happen at four at local scenes, no matter what level of competitive play you're at. So it's fine. You'll see army diversity because people will bring what they have because it's a local tournament. Don't yeah. worry about it. Just make the event happen. It'll be fine. You just want to build that community too, right? You just want to build it and then you can eventually stride it into something different. Alex, more is always better to the point of remaining feasible. Um, tens sounds, yeah, honestly, tens would prob probably would be. I would honestly like WT to be nines. I think nines would be a really good number, but it's also just adding more logistics and eight works really well. And it's two cars, it's four hotel rooms, various, 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 blah, blah, blah. So, nature. Exactly. Yeah, there is a point at which also army composition and army selection starts to drop off if you get too big. Mm. Yeah, you're not making, like, you kind of sometimes get the choice where, like, there's usually, like, three really good armies, three incredibly good armies, and then the last two choices tend to be, you know, your sus and your interesting ones. If you're just picking three or four of those on top, then diversity starts to spread a little bit. But, mm -hmm. I mean, that happens whether you go from six to eight as well, so. Yeah, sure. Uh, all right. Uh, what are you most looking forward to regarding partnering with Goonhammer? Also, we are now partnering with Goonhammer. We should have we mentioned should... that at the beginning. No, I, I thought we were doing the announcement next week because they weren't announcing it until the 16th. Yeah, you idiots. <laughs> well, now <laughs> we have week. to do it. It was this week. Um, no, we're, they've announced gonna... it, have they? No, but they said we could announce it on our next episode. And they said, we oh, that's fine. Cool. Uh... All right. I'm just going to read it. Let's just read it. <laughs> and just read it. Just I don't have a hand. What the fuck are you about? It's in the announcement of the Discord. Just read it. I'm not on Discord. Jesus Christ. Fine. This is what Innes wrote in our Discord. It says, hi, all. We're doing an announcement for all of you now before it goes live to everyone in the show on Tuesday. It's not the show on Tuesday. Nathan is not reading this well. <laughs> but we're happy to say that StatCheck is going to be partnering with Goonhammer and joining the Goonhammer Media Network. What that means is that we will be producing some content both with and for Goonhammer, and you'll likely see some of our articles popping up there as well as us doing bespoke work for them. We're also gaining access to the Tabletop Battles data, and we can't wait to see what we can do with those numbers combined with what we've developed for ourselves. We're also hoping to bring some of our more purely competitive numbers to Goonhammer where we can have an influence on and be seen by a lot more people. What this doesn't mean is that we're we're not going to be owned by or controlled by Goonhammer. We're still going to be producing content for Stat Trek first and foremost, just with more access and more coverage. All of that data is really good, and all of the people who go through Goonhammer, Goonhammer is also great. It means more people and more eyes on what, on the work that we do. Um, our Patreon is going to continue to remain independent from the Goonhammer network, so nothing will change there either. 
Uh, the partnership just means that we are going to form a mutually beneficial relationship where we both give something to each other without being some kind of acquisition. There you go. We're working with Greenhammer. We're going to be making content with them. Uh, it's super cool. Yeah. We're super excited for it. Uh, they reached out to us, which was <laughs> awesome uh, and definitely made us feel better. Um, yeah, mm -hmm. we are super, super excited to be doing it. The, uh, the 40K stats database that they run is fantastic and has so much cool stuff in it that we're able to use. You'll probably start seeing some things pop up on the dashboard because Cliff has been very excited about secondary data and matching that up with uh, events from tournaments or games and from getting tournaments. It added, and getting it added to our lovely data meta dashboard thing. Right. That's only the second silliest thing that's been spoiled on the show this month. Um, ah! <laughs> um, Anthony, do you want to do a brief second because everybody <laughs> wants to know what's happened about what what the resolution has been with Team America? So, as of right now, and there was a big Facebook post about this from Team America, um, Brad Chester has stepped down as captain. Sean Naden will be taking back over. Sean is captain again, uh, as he is the tallest American, so he gets to be in charge. Um, <laughs> we follow the 40K system. It's just orc rules, baby. <laughs> Those who big win. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, that's like the shortest version. There'll be announcements coming soon, TM, regarding players and stuff like that. Um, we're kind of just working through some stuff internally. But Did you get bullied into vice captaining. No. Yeah, not um, yet so or no? No. Um, so far as I'm aware, where it's a work in progress. The team is working together to kind of work through some stuff. Sean's in charge. Dad's back. Uh, and this is where <laughs> we're at. Um, Dad has turned around the car. Pretty much. Yeah, he actually did it. So, yeah. Um, the, the thing I want to stress through this is that Sean is making legitimate personal sacrifice to captain the team again uh he stepped down on purpose this was a thing he wanted not to be doing anymore um it is coming back as a essentially a favor to help us all navigate what would have otherwise been an extremely difficult year and still won't be easy um so i'm very very grateful that he's doing that sean's good people yeah and then there is an important question. Now we can move away from the Team America stuff since it's now been explained. Yeah, that's and all we had to want, do. That was all I wanted was people to shut up about it. If so. you want more of an explanation, go to the Team America Facebook page. Yeah, and read the posts there that yeah. explain the situation. Yep. Um, Ella Woozle in our YouTube chat asks an important question, which is about explaining what the tabletop battles data is and why it's important to someone who is new or just everybody. So Goonhammer owns an app and distributes an app that allows you to track the results of your games. It's really uh, good. Call, and it is amazing. It's great. Everybody should use it. It allows you to track your games. It tracks your personal stats. And what it does that BCP does not do is it allows us to track and look at data from for secondary scoring and all sorts of stuff. So what it lets us do is get granular with how secondaries are scoring, what secondaries are be being taken into what factions, and dig deeper into why some factions are better than others. It essentially lets us look at more detailed information and lets us dig deeper, which is what people are always asking. People are always asking us, why don't we do look at secondaries? Why don't we look at go first win rates? Why we don't look at mission win rates for different factions? Look at terrain. Yep. And all of this stuff 
is stuff is what we can get from the battles app. It's not going to all be GT data. It will require us to curate it a little bit more, which means we'll have to look through it and make sure that the data is actually valid. It shows games to completion. That is not just garbage nonsense, but it does let us look at a bunch of additional things and look at how balance actually works in the meta right now. What is yeah, the actual called, name of the battle app? Battles. Um... It's the same, basically the same developer as the ITC Battles app that you may have remembered before. You may need to go into the beta branch of whatever apps you're using to find it, but I think it's available for everybody now. Um, now, the problem with the Tabletop Battles app, obviously, is that I've gone through and added 750,000 games where it's just all work and no play makes Curia Doll Boy um, as the <laughs> as the player name. Um, and I've just set up scripts to do it. Like, and they're all Dark Angel all, wins. Mark them all as tournament games with Dark Angels wins. Um. <laughs> it's funny because that's really easy to sort because you named them all the same thing. No, they're so, all like one is all. The next one is all work. Next one is work all. Next one is all work. And the handy thing is, while it doesn't give you the username, it does give you a unique identifier for all of the ah, games. So snap. you can look at it and be like, this person's a bit of a twat. You're right. <laughs> Rats. You should probably do that anyway. However, the idea of that me doing that, I'll I'll do it every time I borrow. I'll just borrow somebody's phone, download them with the battles app, add one, just see if I can skew the data. And Anthony Titanic was transcending. Anthony was transcending in the corner during that conversation. Yeah, I got very powerful. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you know Anthony's the new Team America captain. It's actually announced at dawn. <laughs> like, I am the dawn. You're 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 now freaking Gandalf the White over there, not Gimli the White. That's apparently. right. Uh, <laughs> I get to All see right. you in two weeks, bitch. I, we I'm, I am so excited. Uh, we will do a rough idea of what we're going to be doing plan-wise at LVO in terms of if you guys want to catch up with us, beat us. Uh, we'll probably organize something resembling a dinner. Um, but we will be at LVO, all four of us, as well as Cliff. Unfortunately, Typhus won't be there. Um, but that is in two weeks so one last thing uh, i will not be on the show in two weeks because i will be in the air um so for the lvo the LVO pre-show i will not be on i don't know about the rest of you i'll be here i can host the show okay, it's fine well. yeah, i'll host Tuesday it by 20... myself i'll Tuesday be here i'm traveling on the wednesday so somewhere in my lizard brain is when i'm traveling but as all i'm of pretty you sure you're flying on the wednesday or the thursday because we spoke about that when i was over there you go <laughs> So, so Jeremy, we can coordinate if Anthony can't be here, and then we can grab a fourth guest. I can like record link. a soundboard for you guys of just like me saying inane shit that you can like, play. <laughs> You're different from a regular episode. No, exactly. exactly. That's what I was gonna say. I'll record. I'll record the plug for you guys. That'll be it. Perfect. That would actually oh, be wonderful. We, we should do that anyway. <laughs> no, because it's no, I funny if I just... stumble through it every time and come I up think... with what I'm. I think Inners also likes it when we stumble through it. So he goes back and listens later and then just cackles to himself. As I don't listen to this show. What do you want about it? It? Yeah. I don't know, Innes. I just thought it was funny. <laughs> I'll watch a stats conscious show of Nathan and Jeremy. That is very reasonably what's going to happen to make Anthony as uncomfortable as possible because that is ultimately the entire goal of Satchek. What? <laughs> <laughs> From the very beginning. <laughs> this is all just a really long control of Anthony. Like, and you're being Truman showed right now. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, why don't, why don't you read us out, Inners? On that note, thank you everybody for being with us. All the plugs happened earlier, so go back and listen to those. I'm not doing them again because I'll just get made fun of. Thank you everybody for being with us for another episode of Sachek. We'll be back next week, same time, same place. Anthony's going to start looking at me really funny as he moves towards the button.
See, I've called him over now and he doesn't know what to do. Uh, <laughs> I'm just waiting for you to finish talking. No, you're not. You never do that. Thank you, everybody, for being with us. We'll catch you next week. Thank you.